Thank you, Nicola. The word became flesh. God came down to his creation. But who is he? Who is he? Do we really know who he is and everything about him? Well, we're starting our new series in the book of John, uh, which is a journey of finding. Uh, Nicola's titled a few of our um, things to come up. Finding Jesus, finding joy, finding answers, and finding satisfaction. So that's what's to come, something to look forward to. And today we're finding Jesus. Do we really know who he is? So as we take on this quest to find Jesus, I think we might also find that we are not alone in the seeking. Jesus is also on a quest to find disciples. And that's what we see in this passage just read. Four encounters with Jesus, each revealing a little bit more Uh, about the question, who is Jesus? That's one of the things that John wants us to think about as we're reading through his gospel. Who is Jesus? Who is he? I've got this this block here, um, one of Ray's toys. I don't think she's missing it just yet. (laughs) And uh, if I showed it to you from this angle, you might see it as a certain object. Maybe you would see it as a rectangle. Uh, But I bet if I let you come a bit closer and and have a look, or maybe even touch it, you would see that it's actually rounded. Or what if I showed you for the first time it from this angle? You might see it as a circle or maybe think that it's a, a sphere. But if you were to hold it or have a good look at it from all angles you would see it as a whole, that it's a spherical cylinder. That's challenging my uh, maths knowledge there. But uh, for, for what it is, as a whole, you would see the whole of it. And so that's a little example of what is happening in this passage as these soon-to-be disciples try to make sense of who Jesus is. And in doing so, they each have a proclamation of a name, a title to Jesus, but they're all different. And so each one of them gives a different perspective of who Jesus is, helping us have a greater depth of our understanding. So do have a look through, because we're going to kind of work through the verses to to try and discover a bit more of um, our understanding based on these these uh, acclamations, these proclamations of who Jesus is. Now, John uses seven titles. That might not be the only titles that Jesus is given, uh, but there's something um, in ancient writing about the number seven, which is, you may have heard before, a sense of completeness, of, of it, it being whole, uh, like the seven days of creation It was done. It was finished. God created the whole of the world in the seven days. And there are many other seven references through the Bible. So as we look through, why don't you imagine that you are one of these disciples? And what might be going through your head? How might you be feeling to to make this claim of, of what they see? 
Verse 35, let's start there. John the Baptist exclaims, look, the Lamb of God, the Lamb. We have seen that he explains what that means earlier on, that he is the one who will sacrifice for all sins. Now, we might be thinking of uh, Old Testament references, maybe the Passover lamb in Exodus. He was, uh, the Passover lamb was sacrificed and marked on the doors of the Israelites' homes when they were stuck in, uh, in Egypt so that uh, the, the spirit of death would not pass over their homes. It was a, a saving act, the Passover lamb. But... This Lamb of God takes away the sins, but not only for the Jews, for the whole world. So there's these references. The Lamb of God's sacrifice is inclusive in magnitude. Verse 38. John's disciples follow Jesus and call him Rabbi. Or teacher, rabbi, someone who would have learned the ancient Jewish uh, scriptures, someone who would be uh, highly regarded for someone who retains knowledge. They would probably have students following them, or in other words, disciples, who would learn all they could from their rabbi. But it was more than just a a study, a studious uh, person. To follow a rabbi was about following everything that they were, a way of living, a way of being. So that's what they would have done as uh, as recognizing, Rabbi, I want to learn everything I can about you. Jesus was recognized for his teaching and knowledge of scriptures, but also... He's looking for disciples, some people who will come and learn everything, adopt all that he is as well, take it on, be like him. So we've got Lamb of God, we've got Rabbi. Verse 41, what what have we got there? Messiah. Andrew, who's just met Jesus, goes off to bring his brother and see, saying, we've found the Messiah. Now it's moved from just teacher to realizing that Jesus is an anointed one. There's something special. The the direct translation of Messiah is anointed one. The one they've been waiting for. The one that's been prophesied about in those scriptures. And that anointed one is described as someone who's going to rule with God's law, his judgment, but also his rescue for Israel. The anointed one, the Messiah, the one they've been waiting for. Verse 45, what have we got there? There's two uh, proclamations Philip has just been uh, invited by Jesus to come, to come and see. And then it goes and tells others that Jesus fulfills the law and the prophets, and yet he's Jesus of Nazareth. 
He's Jesus of Nazareth. What good has come from there? He's only the son of Joseph, a mere carpenter's son. It's this kind of juxtaposition. He's the one that we've been waiting for, and yet he's just this fairly unimpressive human before us. What does that mean? He's fully human. That's another uh, claim of who Jesus is. However, we're going to skip ahead because later Jesus describes himself, his own words, as the son of man. Now, yes, that is what that means by being son of Joseph. He is son of a man. But there's something more than that, something that would have triggered those early readers, something that would have triggered uh, Nathaniel, who was uh, hearing this from Jesus. The Son of Man has been referenced in the Scriptures, particularly in Daniel's uh, book, chapter 7. It talks about the Son of Man, who is someone who is human and yet is going to take a seat at the right hand of God's throne. He is a man who is going to come and also will suffer to defeat the powers of evil in this world. In other words, some man who is going to come and rule alongside God. The carpenter's boy, fully human, and yet son of man, the son of man. So we see his very humanness and yet his very high godly calling. Who is Jesus? It gets better and better as we go through. Verse 49, Nathaniel has an encounter. He has a conversation with Jesus And uh, we have some funny references here of a fig tree, which is referred to. And Nathaniel has some sort of kind of epiphany of who Jesus is. That teacher who is, in fact, can you see what it says there in verse 49? You are the son of God and even the king of Israel, similar to that reference of the Son of Man, the king of Israel. Now, we don't exactly know what was triggering off in Nathaniel's uh, mind as he, uh, as he heard Jesus say, I saw you under the fig tree. We, it, 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 lots of scholars have different ideas because it seems like a bit of a jump to make that reference and then be like, oh, that's who you are. Maybe it was a, a Holy Spirit encounter at the same time. But what uh, some, uh, some scholars may imply is that uh, a fig tree can often have a reference of a spiritual home or a spiritual shelter a sense of belonging. So perhaps that reference was something about Jesus seeing Nathaniel before he actually met him on a spiritual level. Something that a human can't do on their own. A God can, the creator can, see deeply within our hearts. So maybe it was some sort of epiphany there. Gosh, 
this human sees me, really sees me. Son of God, he's more than human. He is from God. Fully human, yet fully God. What a mind-blowing concept. What a mind-stretching concept. The awesomeness and yet mysteriousness of God enables it to be so. We won't fully know, but it is. And then this other revelation of his authority, the king, the king of Israel. Yes, the Israelites had many kings, but this is the king, the one that was prophesied about. The one who will rule and bring his good judgment. And so we have these seven titles. We have these uh, very short narratives. And each one of them just revealing a little bit more of this stranger that's barely stepped onto the scene in John's gospel. And suddenly, boom, 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 you've got all of these uh, ideas these perspectives of this, this man who seems to have a very great calling upon him. And just quoting the Bible project here, they kind of summarize what these seven titles might mean. I don't know if we've got the, uh, the image up on the screen. We, we do have it. There we go. Let this just sink in. Maybe there's a, an element of that that you're like, yeah, or, hmm, that's a question mark. The fully human Jesus from Nazareth is the messianic, as in the Messiah king, the anointed king and teacher of Israel and the son of God who will die for the sins of the whole world. I mean, that is a pretty jam-packed title. You're going to struggle to put that at the bottom of your email as a sign-off. <laughs> but it's the compilation, it's the combination of all of these names that help create that idea, that, that image of who Jesus really is and what he came to do. And yes, there are many more names to discover. There might be something there today that you're just thinking, ooh, I've not really looked much into that one or not really considered that one frequently. It's worth looking into all of them. It's like uh, not only seeing this wooden block as a 3D form, not only holding it, but it's like discovering Jesus is like cutting through it, really scratching off the surface and seeing what tree it came from, seeing maybe even who created this block and why they created it, seeing what its actual purpose is to go alongside the other blocks. It's a funny analogy, but there we go. Jesus invites us to not only see him face on for face value, but all the way through this, see he's inviting these people to come. Come. 
Let's go deeper. Let's scratch away at the surface. Keep seeking. Keep striving. Keep understanding and questioning to discover more. Because we're never going to fully have it all while we're here. There's always more to discover. So as we consider, perhaps as you approach Jesus on your kind of regular day-to-day, is, is there a name or an image or an idea when you close your eyes and spend time with the Lord? Is, is there an idea that you often feel familiar with, maybe Jesus as friend or as guide? Or maybe when you spend time with him, you you think of him on the cross for all that he did for you and for the world. Now, these are all great things to consider. But what would be even better is to spend some time looking at those other things, pulling in some other perspectives as well. Allow those images to be even more enriched by more of who he is. So my challenge to to you and to myself as well today is to have a go at seeking Jesus from other angles, from other perspectives. Try focusing maybe even on another uh, name or characteristic or even image. Maybe try out a different rhythm I don't know how uh, you're finding your rhythms at the moment, but sometimes we can get in a rut or slip away from that thing that you know actually is really enriching. Jesus is inviting us to come. There's no guilt from wherever we are right now. He's inviting us to come and seek more. To be enriched by all that he has to bring. But don't forget that not only do we go out and seek, he goes out to find. He's going out to find. So Jesus is on the move. His spirit is with us. He's searching for you too. However, you might be feeling striving, ready to go, or kind of stuck, or feeling a bit flat. Jesus is reaching out too. He's saying, come on, we're there. Let me show you more of who I am. Maybe there's someone that you want to bring in alongside. Look what I've discovered today. Look what I found out about Jesus today. Because we have our whole body here of Christ to help us see from different perspectives. Maybe even as we invite a new person in, they'd see something new that we've not even considered before. So that's our encouragement today. Keep seeking. Take heart. Jesus is on the move. And he wants to reveal more of himself to us. I'm going to pray now. And uh, perhaps even during communion, there might be... You might want someone to stand with you to pray to anoint you with oil for a refreshment or for a fresh revelation of Jesus.
Let's allow him to minister to you now. Lord God, thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Thank you for all that he fulfills and brings and reveals. And Lord, thank you that whatever stage we're feeling at right now, there is something of you that we can discover, we can share, and we can accept that invitation of you. So, Spirit, would you rest upon each one of us now? Would you reveal more of yourself so that we might have a greater revelation of who you are today?